This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. To begin this evening's entertainment, I'll take you back to 1938 and a visit with the masked man and his trusted companion, Tonto. Yes, it's the Lone Ranger. And tonight, we hear the story of the faked bank robbery. Fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. has never recorded the deeds of the Lone Ranger, but the old-timers who lived when the United States was expanding its western frontier told exciting stories of a masked man who rode a white horse, a mystery rider whose heavy six guns carried bullets of silver, who was known as the champion of justice in the west of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver, and once again we hear the inspiring shout, Silver! The Lone Ranger rides again! Come on! Silver, old boy! Someone's waiting for us in Big Ben! So hurry, old boy! Hi, old Silver! Jed 
Kramer the banker made his fortune by lending money to the inhabitants of Big Bend. His terms were harsh, and he was quick to foreclose when his clients were unable to pay. As a result, nearly every man in town was his enemy. We see the money lender in his bank long after closing hours. It is night, and he is working by the light of an oil lamp. Before him on the counting table is a heavy metal cash box. I reckon this is all just as it should be. <laughs> Sounds like the door creaking. Maybe I'm to have a visitor. Have a look outside and see if there's anyone around. Pitch dark. Can't see nothing. If anyone's close by, they hear just what they should hear. Gotta act this thing just so. Who's there? I come to see you on business, Jed Kramer. Oh, oh, what? Take it easy. I don't aim to hurt you unless you make trouble. Who are you? I don't matter none, Jed. What I'm after won't take long. Come out into the light where I can see you. What do you want? I'll have... No, you won't, Jed. I'll reach for that gun. I've got you covered. Here. You're after my money. You thief. That's right, Jed. Well, you won't get it. Oh, no. Make one move and I'll... I'll drill you clean through. Now stand up and reach for the ceiling. You blasted. That's it. Now face the wall. If I could get one good look at you. Don't try. My face is covered. You won't get away with this. That's my worry. I'll just take that cash box. Oh, $10,000 you're taking. 10000 Too bad it ain't more. You'll ruin me. I wish that was the case, Kramer. But you got a plenty more cash. Keep facing that wall. But you can't do For that. years now, you've been cheating, swindling, and bulldozing the honest folks around here out in the hard-earned cash. Every time that scheming face of yours pokes out in the door, it means trouble for someone around these parts. It ain't true. You're lying. I know what I'm talking about. Kramer, I'll tell you just one thing. You want to know who I am? I'll find out and... Never mind the threats. I'm one of the men you swindled. Then I'll... You gave me a mortgage on my farm and then cheated me. You saw to it I didn't get enough credit in town to make a go of things. I never did. I'll set the sheriff after you. He'll find out who you are. You can't tell who I am from what I've told you. No. You've swindled everyone around here. You can't tell which one I am. <laughs> well, I've got the money now, Jed. And I'll leave you to figure it out for yourself. I might be most any man in town. Goodbye, and... And thank you. I'll get you for this. Sheriff! Sheriff, help me! I've been robbed. They've took my money. They've got $10,000. It's gone. Help! Help! Quick, get the sheriff. The thief ain't gone far. You can still get him. Get who? The thief, you fool. The thief. What thief? What's all the noise about, Jeff? Sheriff, he took my money. Who took your money? One of the men I swindled. Uh, I mean, I don't know who. But he ain't gone far. Which way did he go? I don't know that either, but he, he went. How in blazes do you expect me to do anything? Calm down now and give me the true facts on this thing. I've lost $10,000. It'll ruin me. $10,000? Sure. I saw a man running like blazes down toward the livery stable. Oh, that's him then. That's him. You sure, Abe? Yeah. He was carrying a box or something. After him. Come on, boys. Boys, right out there. We can get him. Come on, boys. 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 Come
There they go, Tonto. Mm. We just came from the stable, and there was no one down there. Either the man called Abe was mistaken, or he lied. Maybe him take money. It's possible. Abe owes Kramer a lot of money. Plenty fellow owe him. Right. Abe might have robbed the banker, left the money somewhere, and returned to join the others. Mm. I wonder what you do. We're going to go to Abe's house and wait for him. He's the guilty one. We'll find it out. Come on, Get him up, white fella. We shouldn't have long to wait. If Abe is guilty, he'll slip away from the others as soon as possible. And maybe him go home with money. I'm counting on that. There's the house. We'll leave the horses here. Oh, oh, oh Silver. Oh, 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 boy. There's a light in the house, Tonto. Oh, me. Me see it. That must mean there's someone inside. We'll have to be careful. Uh. If Abe suspected that he's being watched, we'd find out nothing. We'll wait over near the window. Plenty dark there. Kimosabe. What was that? That baby. Abe Turner's child. I didn't know. And that little feller. Plenty sick. A sick child. We're going to send the man to jail. Horse come this way. I hear it, Kimosabe. Him come plenty fast. Yes. Here he comes. It is Abe. now. Huh? Him got box. Yes, Toto. We were right. Abe Turner must be the thief. Let's get nearer to the window. There woman in room. Mrs. Turner. Hmm. Toto, that poor woman looks half starved. The baby. Poor youngster. I'm going inside. Perhaps we can prevent Abe from stealing again if we act before he's found by lawmen. What? What me do? Go back to our town. Watch for anyone coming this way. If you see anyone coming, signal me. And I'll take Abe to our camp and talk there. Ah, uh, me too. Me go. Any quick. Get yeah, white fella. Get him up, white fella. Get him up. Abe, it's a masked man. Mr. We ain't got nothing to steal. Please go away. Don't hurt us. I'm not going to hurt you, Mrs. Turner. I came here to speak to Abe. What do you want? There was a robbery in town tonight, Abe. Judd Kramer was held up in his office and $10,000 were taken. What of it? You told the sheriff that the thief carried a box. Well, what about it? I want to ask you just one thing. What's in that box on the table? I... Well, that's... I... I saw you bring it into the house. You had it with you when you came from town just now. You... You mean you think Abe done it? Well, he wouldn't do anything like that, mister. Tell him you wouldn't, Abe. Tell him. I... I didn't think I was seen. He's right, Jane. Then... Then you're a thief. Jane, I... I did it for you. For me? I... I couldn't stand it around here month after month watching you and little Jimmy starving for food. But, Abe, you stole. You stole money for your wife and child. Did you stop to think what it'll mean to them when you're caught and jailed? A man don't stop to think when the folks he loves are starving. 
I just took what's mine. I have a right to it, mister. A right? You've no right to the property of others. Jed Kramer swindled everyone around here. The only difference between him and me is that he does his stealing with the law on his side. I know what's best for me and my family, and I won't tolerate no interference. That money's mine. No one's going to take it away from me. The law won't take long to find out who took Jed's money, and when they do, they'll... My tracks are covered. Aside from you, they ain't no one... Abe! Listen to me. If I let you replace what you stole and blame me for the crime, give you a chance to stay honest and find another way out of your trouble... I'm satisfied as I am. I'm not. That money's going back where it came from. No one suspects you yet. Keep still and you'll be in the clear. The cash ain't going back. Don't you touch that box, stranger. Abe, Abe, that look in your face. Has the devil possessed you? You don't savvy. No one understands. I'd be in the clear if it wasn't for you, mister. Not for very long. Forever. I'm playing this game like it was planned, and you ain't gonna stop me. The cash is going back. I know who you are. I've heard about you, and I'm... Stand back, Abe. I'm taking the cash box. Don't shoot him, stranger. Don't shoot Abe. The poor man ate himself. I've never seen him like this. I'm sure of that. All right, stranger. You win. I reckon I can't stop you taking the cash box. Put your gun down. Go ahead and take the cash. I, I know when I'm licked. That's better, Abe. Just wait another day and see if things don't improve. I'll take the box back. What fun you will. Abe, Abe, what have you done? That fetched him. It won't get me. You hit him. Caught him off guard, huh? Listen, Jane. Everything has changed now. I can't go ahead like what is planned. In the name of heaven, Abe, what'd you do this for? Take care of him, Jane. He's a square's finest man alive. Don't take his mask off. Bathe his head with water and bring him to and, and leave him go. I, I've got to take to hiding now. Oh, Lord, why the Lone Ranger have to find me? Why did you have to turn thief? I can't tell you. Jane, I'm, I'm heading away, but you'll have cash. You'll be took care of. That's the main thing. You, you and baby Jimmy won't go hungry no more. But, Abe... You won't be in no trouble. Jane, just, just remember that whatever I've done, I've done for you and the baby. You can't leave like this. I, I gotta. But this man... He ain't hurt bad. Just tell him I've lit out. Tell him there ain't no use to hunt me. I won't never be found. But Abe, Abe. Goodbye, Jane. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, Lord in heaven. What's happened to the man we love? curtain falls on the first act of tonight's thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Now to continue our story. You will recall that in the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama, Abe Turner robbed Jed Kramer's bank. The Lone Ranger and Tonto pitied Abe because they were convinced he'd become a criminal only to help his starving family. 
However, when the masked man attempted to persuade Abe to return the money, the man struck the Lone Ranger down. Abe then made his escape, assuring his family they'd be cared for. Our scene opens later that same night. We see the sheriff's posse riding toward Abe's home. I don't like the way Abe Turner gave us a false lead, then disappeared. He said he'd see the man heading away from the bank. Yeah, then went on to tell about the man carrying the box. Dad read a deputy. He must have eyes like an owl. Yeah, and we didn't find hiding a hair or no one where he said to look. Just so. That's why I hankered to ask Abe a few more questions. Won't do no harm. I'm downright sorry if it's Abe that robbed old Jed Kramer. Abe's wife has enough troubles without seeing her man jailed. Say, Sheriff. Yeah? Have you noticed a white horse traveling ahead of us? No. Well, there's one there. I first sighted it when the moon poked out from behind a couple of clouds a minute ago. If you look sharp, you can see it. I see it. Traveling fast, too. Faster than we are. Dern sight. And heading for Turner's place. Maybe to warn Turner. Deputy, signal the boys to come fast. Get along there. Come on, boys. We sighted something ahead. There's the horse at Turner's house. Yeah. And the rider's gone inside. See, the door's wide open. There's two men outlined in the light. And two horses outside. Come on, boys. Something's going on at Turner's place. Now Jane Turner standing in the doorway. Hey, hold on there. Stop. There they go. Stop in the name of the law. They ain't stopping. The rest of you men get after them, too. I'm with you. Hold on there, Jane. We aim to speak to you. Sheriff. It's me, all right. How'd you know about Abe so soon? Come on inside, deputy. Yeah. Please don't judge Abe too harsh. So Abe turned thief, huh? He, he done it for, for me and the baby. Looks like our suspicions was right, deputy. There's a cash box on the table. Yep. Where's your husband, Jane? He, he's gone. Where? I don't know. He, he just left. He said... <laughs> He said we wouldn't see him no more. Where's the stolen money? I guess the masked man took it. Masked man? What masked man? He just left here. He come and tried to get poor Abe to take that money back, but... But Abe must have gone crazy with worry and was seeing us go hungry and maybe Jimmy Neaton thinks the bad. Abe knocked the masked man down and then he... <laughs> well? Then he... He told me to be sure and treat the masked man kindly and to bathe his face with cool water till he come to. Go on. Then Abe went away. The masked man come to and asked me what Abe took from the cash box and I told him the truth, just as I'm telling you the truth. Abe didn't take anything from the box. The masked man took something, though, and, and then an engine made up. We seen the engine. The masked man joined him, didn't he? He just ran away as you come up, but... Oh, Sheriff, please find Abe for me. We'll find him all right. I can't imagine what's got into the poor man. He ain't to be blamed too much for what he's done. He, he didn't mean no harm, Sheriff. You say this masked man has the cash from the box? I don't know. It's sure enough empty now, Sheriff. Then the masked man must have cleaned it out. I know Abe didn't. Why'd poor Abe have to do this sort of thing? I'd be the first one to admit that Jed Kramer was a first-rate skunk that needed a dressing down and trimming. He stopped at nothing to swindle folks. He was ready to take our house away from us when we couldn't pay the mortgage money. Abe shouldn't take the law into his own hands, though. He, he just didn't stop to think. 
All he knowed was that he'd been swindled by Jed Kramer and that we was hungry. Oh, Sheriff, if only you could find him. We'll find him all right enough. We'll find him if I have to swear in every man in the county as a deputy to do it. The sheriff's deputy spent many days searching the country for Abe Turner, but without success. He seemed to have disappeared as completely as had the Lone Ranger and Tonto. Then one evening, Jed Kramer was on the veranda of his home, talking to the sheriff. Seems to me it's time we hunted up a new sheriff if you can't do no better than what you've done so far. Well, we ain't give up yet, Kramer. Might as well. I've give up hope of ever finding any of my money again. Losing that $10,000 don't seem to have hurt your bank business none. I got insurance to cover the loss. I know. You always got something to cover anything that happens to you. Uh, well, I'll get inside the house now. This night air is getting cool. Good luck to you and hunt your man. All right, Jed. You can bet I'll find him. Get up there. Get up there. Get up there. If only he knowed how close he was to Abe Turner. But I don't reckon he ever will. <laughs> Better make sure the door's barred tight. Can't tell when someone is likely to come in without knocking. There now. I'll see Turner. Well, Abe? Sheriff Corn. Sure. They'll keep hunting you for another week, and then they'll give up. Looking for you and think yeah, that you're well, lost. That time my beard will grow down enough so as I can leave here, won't it? Well, we'll see how you look at the end of that time. Listen, Kramer. You've kept your word, ain't you? Me? Why, sure. You swore you'd see Jane and the baby took care of if I made believe to rob your bank. They're being took care of, don't you worry. Had anything more about that mask, man? Not a word. Just too doggone bad he had to know about you. If you hadn't, you'd been able to go right on about your business living at home and never being suspected. Jed, take my word for it. If I find you've been double-crossed Shucks, me... forget that notion. Now, just forget you're pretty lucky that you can hide here in this house where the law will never think of searching for you. Well, I'm going to bed. Yeah? All right. Night. Night, Kramer. <sighs> I wonder how the little fella is now. And give him a right arm to see him again. I wonder if I'll ever get Ames, to... keep quiet. What the... Not a sound. I don't want Jed to know I'm here. It's lucky that window was unlocked. You again. A mask, man. You'll not get the chance to knock me down again, Abe. Listen, if only you know the Perhaps truth. Perhaps I do. Well, like... When you left your house, you didn't stop to empty out that cash box. I did. Yeah? Take a look at this paper. It's... Is this what's in the box? That doesn't look much like a mortgage, does it? No, it don't. Oh, this ain't nothing but a legal form. They ain't even filled in. You haven't seen your wife of late, have you? What do you mean? You better come with me, Abe. She isn't in the home where you last saw her. She ain't? No. Neither is your son. Where are they at? I'll take you to them if you'll slip out quietly by this window. Is this a trick to turn me over to the law? If that was my purpose, I could bring the law here. Yeah. That's so. Come. It isn't far to go.
had left Kramer's home by way of the window and was taken to the Lone Ranger's camp in the nearby woods. There, beside a small fire, he found his baby asleep in blankets. His wife sat with her back to Abe, her head in her hands. Tonto sat across from her. What's this mean? Oh, Abe, for mercy's sake, it's you. Jane, Jane, honey, what are you doing here? Where'd you expect to find me, Abe? Mace men and Tonto have been feeding us. They fixed a little lean to a pine branch just for us to sleep in and You we... mean to say he ain't got no home? You should know the answer to that question, Abe. Ain't Jed Kramer sent word to you? Ain't he sent you food? I'm going to than eat Jed Kramer's food, even if he did send it. Well, that, that honor... Now, Abe, don't lose your head again. Remember that the last time... Jane, haven't you had any food? These two friends have seen to it that I haven't gone hungry. Listen. Listen, Jane, you wait right here. Where are you going? I've got some things to tend to. You wait here and I'll be back for you inside an hour. But, Abe... Let him go, Jane. You'll see me in an hour or less. Abe! Quiet, Jane. Do you think that... He's gone now, Jane. I think tonight we'll see an end of all your troubles. Wait. You... here? <laughs> Steady, Silver. Horse, come this way. That might be the sheriff. There they are! I said it'd be good to investigate this fire. It is the sheriff. He'll jail you. Stand ready, Tonto. Mm, be ready. Wait a minute, Sheriff. I'd have gone for you if you hadn't come here. We got you covered. Listen to me. You'll put those guns in nothing right away from here in a hurry. You want Abe Turner? Do we? I should say we do. Then listen, and you'll get him. The Lone Ranger spoke to the sheriff and his posse, while Abe Turner returned to Jed Kramer's house and re-entered by way of the window. Inside, he hurriedly made his way through the house and burst into the moneylender's room. Dirty double-crossing rat! You wonder how I found out, don't you? You thought as long as you kept me hid here, I wouldn't get to know that you'd gone back on your word. I don't know what you're talking about. You will. Have you gone loco? No, I ain't. I was loco before when I believed all the promises you made. Oh, you dirty thief. Now stop that noise and tell me what's the matter. You swindled and cheated and done folks out of their homes for years. But even then you weren't satisfied. You even stole cash from your bank. And you had to cover it, so you come to me. We made a deal. Sure. I was to put on an act and make out to rob you $10,000. They would account for you losing the money. I was to steal your cash box, and you was to have my mortgage in it. I did. Like fun you did, you lying coyote. You, you knew that once I committed the robbery, I couldn't do nothing about it. So you tricked me. I don't know what you're talking about. You've gone local. Oh, no, I ain't. You promised to let me keep my house and you'd send food and some cash to Jane. And when I was caught by the masked men, you hid me here and still said you'd send her food and things. But what did you do? Yes, that. You lying rat. You turned her out. You foreclosed that mortgage. You done just what you said you'd do if I didn't enter into your scheme. You turned Jane out. Right now, she's camping in the open, eating food that an Indian's given her. A mask, man. You're covered. Come on, boy. The sheriff. Keep him covered, mister. We'll put ropes on him. Hold on, sheriff. We heard enough, Kramer, to know that Abe didn't steal a doggone thing, but that you did. Sheriff, Oh, you... Abe, thank the Lord. Jane. Turned on me, uh, turned on me. All right, all right. Now I will foreclose that mortgage. No, you won't. You haven't got it. You see, Abe, the mortgage was in the box. But I took it out after you'd left your house. But I... Please listen, Abe. The masked man saw there wasn't any money in the box, but he did see the mortgage. He had a hunch as to what happened. He, he did. We trailed you, Abe. Tonto can follow any trail. 
We knew where you were and waited outside every night until I heard all I needed to know. I didn't turn your wife out. I didn't. No, you didn't, but I'd as soon as you did. Well, I found you and the baby camping out in the woods. That was a mess, man scheme, Abe, to get you to face Jed Kramer and talk so the lawman could hear the truth. And we did. Abe, you're in the clear. But that's a darn sight more than Kramer can say. And now, Abe, you can come back home. There's a new stage line running to Dalton, and there might be trouble. Hi, old Silver! just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Stay tuned for Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Can you believe it? Lou Costello running a beauty shop? <laughs> That's next here on Theater of the Mind. Time now for Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Costello program, starring Bud Abbott and Lou Costello, brought to you by Camel, the cigarette of costlier, properly aged tobacco. The Abbott and Costello program, with the modern rhythm of Will Osborne and his orchestra, Iris Adrian, our singing star Connie Haynes, and spotlighting that chunky, chubby little cherub, who went caught throwing eggs in the electric fan because he heard his Uncle Artie Stebbins liked his eggs scrambled, calmly says, I'm a Do you realize that I've been looking all over town for you? What are you doing in this beauty parlor? Ah, oh, 
this is my beauty parlor, Abbott. What do you mean? I made up my mind that I was going to start off the new year a success. Yes. So I bought it, see? That's my name on the window. Louis A. Costello. Louis A. Costello? What mm-hmm. does the A stand for? Ah, that stands for my middle name, Atomic Bomb. <laughs> Your middle name is Atomic Bomb? Oh, yeah. The day I was born, my father took one look at me and blew up. No. <laughs> Please, Costello, talk sense. How can a dummy like you run a beauty shop? Oh, I've got a lot of business with my new slogan, Abbott. See, see it there on the wall? What does it say? I'm going to read it. Louis Costello removes all wrinkles from your sister, your puppy, your mummy. I take the wrinkles out of your face and drop them down to your tummy. Oh. <laughs> I think the poem is bummy. Bummy, yes, yes. This is the silliest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> you're, you're no beauty expert. What's the matter with you? Oh, no, I just concocted a new hair grower, Rabbit. It's wonderful. Now, now, don't hand me that stuff. There's no preparation that can grow hair. Oh, all I know is I spilled some on my cat last night. And what happened? We got the only cat in Hollywood that looks like Jerry Colonna. Oh. <laughs> hey, yeah, but this stuff will even grow hair on a billiard ball. Does it really work? Yeah, but it sure slows up the game. <laughs> Costello, why did you open up this beauty parlor without my wife's advice? You, you, why did you open this up without my wife's advice? You know that my wife is an expert uh, beautician. Didn't you ever see my wife waving her hair? No, but I saw her shaking it out the window. I, uh, I'll stop that. <laughs> Never mind that. Your wife, Barbara Fritchie. Never mind that. <laughs> shaking it out the window. Yes, yes, yes. My wife is also an expert at facial massage. Mm. Every morning she, she massages her face with the juice of a lemon. I wondered what gave her that sour puss. Hey, hey, Now, now. I resent that, Costello. People have told me that my wife resembles Veronica Lee. Yeah, she wears her nose over one eye. She does. Uh, here, here, Costello. Uh, I'm going to sell your wife good tonight. Well, I'll talk to you after the program. Mm-hmm. Costello, I can tell you that you know absolutely nothing about running a beauty shop. Look, suppose a woman came in here right now and asked for a shampoo. Sham what? Uh, uh, poo, poo. Poo, poo to your car. Uh, look, 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 look. Uh, how would you give a, a hen a rinse? How would I what? How would you give a hen a rinse? I'd take the hen and give her a pail of water. No, 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 you idiot. I, I didn't say hen. I said henna. Henna is uh, a shade of a hair. Uh, what kind of shade does your girl have? I don't know. She never pulls it down. I... No, no, no. Henna is a color. For example, your girlfriend has henna-colored hair. She's Titian. She's what? Your girlfriend is Titian. No, she ain't. She quit teaching when she was a baby. She's got all her teeth. Oh, teeth. Yeah, she, she cleans her teeth every night with toothpaste. There you go with that. Who writes this stuff? Oh, that stuff. Look, uh, there's all that silly talk of yours. Costello, you'll never get a customer to come to this beauty shop. Oh, yes, I will. Have no, it. you won't. Yes, I'm sending out these wonderful pictures. Just look at them, Adam. It's a picture of Monty Willie in a nightshirt. Oh, you dope. Those are calendars for the new year. That old man is Father Time. Oh, is that Father Time? Sure. You see, he's got a long white beard, and that thing he's holding is a sickle. Do you know what a sickle is for? Sure, to cut his beard. Uh, no, 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 no. Pay no, well, pay no attention to me. Whenever you see Father Time, you'll find the old man's sickle. Oh, the old man's sickle? Certainly. What does he call a doctor? Look, Costello, Well, they should let the old man run around sickle, Abbott. No, 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 he's no, liable no. to catch the hoople cockle. No, no, I don't mean it that way. That could develop in the stretch of cockle. No, 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 no. What are you talking? You wind up in the hospital. No, 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 Costello. The sickle I'm talking about. Will you, you listen to me, please? Look, look, uh, Costello, the sickle I'm talking that's about. The cockle is off. But you don't know what I'm talking about. That's a bird germicle. But, Lou, please, the sickle I'm talking about is a scythe. 
See? The old man is holding his scythe. Well, if he's holding his scythe, then, then uh, that must be the scythe he's sickle on. No, no. <laughs> what are you talking about, please? Well, you said if he was sickle, he was holding his scythe. If he's, if he's sickle on his right scythe, that could be very dangerous. He might have a pendicycle. Oh, look, <laughs> please, Costello. Father Time and the sickle represent the old year. And this little baby picture alongside of him on the calendar is the new year. Oh, he's a cute little baby, Abbott. But he certainly wears expensive clothes. Expensive clothes? Look at the price tag on his diaper. Orchestra bring us How Deep is the Ocean? Ladies' hair in buns. Yes, I do. What do you do with all the crumbs? <laughs> hey, that's a very funny joke. I think I'll pull it on Abbott. Hey, Abbott, do you do up ladies' hair in buns? No, I always put it right in their hair. Now, what am I going to do with the crumbs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're stuck, aren't you? No, I can always do the crumbs to the rat. <laughs> Look, why don't you cut out these stale jokes and get busy and clean up this place? Throw those dirty towels in that hamper over there. Okay. Costello. Costello, what happened? What kind of towels were those? Cannon towels. <laughs> hey, I think that one over with a bang, didn't it? <laughs> oh, let me out of here. Oh, let me out of here. I've got to get out of here. Please let me out of here so I can play with those other little rabbits. Hey, who are you? Oh, just a little ingrown hair. <laughs> 
That guy looked as... Hey. Well, that guy looked as dumb as a rabbit. And he does it good, too, doesn't he? He's dumber than a rabbit. A rabbit knows his arithmetic. Uh, yeah, surely. Uh, is this a beauty shop? Yeah, yes, it is. Well, save me a beauty for 8 o'clock, huh? <laughs> hey, you know, I passed your house last night and I saw the Christmas tree lit up on the porch. Oh, the tree is in the living room. That was me. <laughs> Costello, what kind of a place is this? You haven't had a customer today. Oh, hey, Abbott, look who's coming across the street. It's the actress, Bessie May Mucho. <laughs> Hello, boys. I just dropped in to congratulate you on the opening of your new shop. I think it's just too, too enchanting. Yes, yes, it's the bean. <laughs> I'd like to make an appointment for Saturday afternoon. Saw Saturday afternoon? Ah, yes, Abby, you know what Saturday is. That's the day after Friday. <laughs> and the day before Sunday. Yes, I'm going to see the big football classic, New Year's Day, out at Pasadena. Oh, yes, Pasadena, lovely place. That's the home of the Rose Bowl. <laughs> I could have said something now. I can hardly wait to see all Obama play. Are you betting on all Obama? No, I'm putting all my money on the Trujans. <laughs> oh, Mr. Costello, you are the cutest man. You make me feel so romantic. Oh, yeah. I feel like squeezing your hand. Why don't you put your arms around me and give me a big hoo? <laughs> Maybe you would like to test my loops. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, Costello, here's your girlfriend. Lean against her. Ah, ha, ha. Well, Costello, I finally caught you with your arms around another girl. You poor man's Tommy Manville. Ah, uh. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't help it. Miss Mucho likes me. She thinks I'm all the movie stars roll into one. That one in the back must be Andy Devine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, ha, ha. Lena, don't say that. I want you two guys to be friends. Miss Mucho, say hello to Lena. Lena, say hello to Miss Mucho. How quiet the hellos are tonight! <laughs> Miss Mucho, I've seen you in lots of pictures. Didn't you play the title role in Lassie Come Home? <laughs> oh, how charming you are. I seem to recognize you. Uh, uh, where are you wrestling tonight? <laughs> Have you cats had your milk today? <laughs> Look, Miss Mucho... Keep away from Costello. His arms belong to me. But his lips belong to me. His brain belongs to me. Wait a minute. I'm getting the short end of this. <laughs> well, I must be running along, Mr. Costello. I'll see you tomorrow. A hasta mañana to you. A veal scalapino to you. <laughs> hey, you know my French is improving? <laughs> Well, Costello, this is the end of everything between us. Now, wait a minute, Lena. That wasn't Costello's fault. Please, honest. No, Lena. I can't help it if I have a winning personality. I can turn my charm on and off like a washer. You must have a loose washer. <laughs> All I can hear is a little drip. Oh, don't pay any attention to him, Lena. Look, he isn't very, uh... <clears throat> Uh, B-R-I-G-H-T. <laughs> yes, he does appear to be a little, uh, uh S-T-U-P-I-D. Yes. I heard that! <laughs> what do you think I am? A D-O-P-P? -P? 
marry my old sweetheart, Mr. Schultz, the grocery man. Ah, but Lena, Mr. Schultz is 70 years old and you're only 25. Didn't you ever hear of a May and December romance? Yeah, but he's going over into the middle of January. <laughs> There's no use arguing, Costello. This is goodbye. Oh, no, Lena. Don't. Well, if that's the way you want it, will you write to me from Brooklyn? You will write to me, won't you? Why should I write to you from Brooklyn? I'd just like to know how the tree is doing. <laughs> just as I thought, you always were a silly little twerp and you'll never be anything else. Goodbye and good riddance. Well, Costello, your girlfriend walked out on you. Yes, and I thought I was going to be such a big success in the coming year. I guess it's no use, Abbott. I might as well close up this beauty shop. I'm no good. I'm a failure. Well, you certainly are. Well, you don't know how to treat people. You, you don't know how to be nice to people, that's all. You're right, Abbott. And I'm going to go away. I'm going to go someplace and join an organization that will teach me to have good friends and do nice things. I'll join the Campfire Girls. <laughs> no, no, Costello. You yes, mean the... I will. Now, wait a minute, you can. I'm going to join the you Campfire Girls. You listen to me, girls. please. Please. You mean the Boy Scouts. The Campfire Girls are all women. You join what you like, and I'll join what I like. And now, Camel's lovely Connie Haynes repeats one of the season's most popular songs, Love Letters. The sky may be scarlet, the night may be moonlit, but deep in my heart there's a glow. Far deep in my heart I know that you love me, you love me because you told me so.
on, Costello. Step on the gas. Hey, wait a minute, Abbott. Where are we going? Well, I'm not going to let you give up your beauty business. I'm going to show you how to sell beauty treatments from house to house. Now, now this looks like a good neighborhood. Stop the car. Okay, I'll stop it here at the corner of 2nd Street. Ninth Street is close enough. <laughs> what brakes? <laughs> the brakes are on ice skates. <laughs> yes, are now. Here's a nice-looking house, Costello. Knock on the door and tell the woman you'd like to give her a beauty treatment. Uh, but suppose she slams the door in my face. Oh, nonsense. The modern woman never slams the door in a salesman's face. Well, that's different. Well, I'd like to sell you a nice... <laughs> Boy, is she old-fashioned. <laughs> Well, what are you knocking again for? I just want to get my nose out of the door! Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, whose line is it now? That's yours. <laughs> well, we didn't... We, it's all right, I got Thank it. Thank you. We didn't do any good there. Go ahead. Hello. Well, hey, have yeah, We didn't do any okay. good there. I got it. We didn't do any good there, did no, we? No, no, no. Come on. I didn't do any good here either. Come on, Costello. Let's stop at this next house and see our old Scotch friend, Mr. Brown. Hey! <laughs> Was I lost? Yeah. Hey, there's Scotty Brown at the window now. I'll, hey, ahead, I'll, whistle, whistle I'll, the window. I'll whistle at Scotty. Go ahead. Bloodies, <laughs> I wish you would not whistle in front of my hoose. Why not? Well, every time anybody whistles that wakes up my canary, he reaches down and eats another bird seed. <laughs> uh, Scotty, Costello. Costello is going from house to house selling beauty treatments. Hey, Scotty, how about let me curl your wife's hair for 50 cents? No, thanks, Lottie. I do that myself. I was just about to curl her hair when you come to the door. You can watch me if you like. Are you ready to have me curl your hair, Derry? All right, Scotty. All right, here we go. Chapter 27. As the poor girl descended the steps that led to the dank and musty old cellar, a long, hairy arm reached out and grabbed her by the throat. <laughs> that did it. That makes her hair curl every time. Good day. <laughs> well, how do you like that guy? Scaring his wife to make her hair curl up. Oh, that's nothing. He makes his kids cry to water the flower beds. Hey, <laughs> wait a minute. Hey, look who's coming down the street. It's our old friend, Officer Melonhead, the policeman. Hello, boys. Hi. Hey, I can't stop to talk to you now, Melonhead. I'm going from house to house selling beauty treatments. Oh, you won't stop at my house, huh? You wouldn't fix my wife's hair. You wanted to take her hair off and send it over to your shop. Go ahead. Tell everybody my wife wears a wig. Your wife wears a wig? Your wife wears a wig? Go on. Start a rumor. <laughs> look, Melonhead, your wife has lovely black hair. It's as black as coal. Coal, huh? Go on. Say it. Say that you saw her... Shovel it into her snood. I know what you're thinking. Why don't you say it, Costello? My wife is ugly. She's got lips as rough as shoe leather. Melonhead, that isn't true. Your wife's lips are as nice and sweet and smooth. Oh, you found that out. <laughs> so you're the guy my mother-in-law saw running out the door the other night. Oh, now he's dragging my mother-in-law into this. I didn't even mention your mother-in-law. Sure, my mother not that's worth talking about, huh? Why don't you say it? My mother-in-law's uglier than my wife. Look, I didn't say that, Melonhead. I think your mother-in-law's beautiful. Get a load of this dope. 
My mother-in-law has a mustache and a three-inch wart on her nose. He calls her beautiful. Look, Mother, I don't want to argue with you. I'm just trying to be a success in 1946. I just want you to have a nice Happy New Year. Oh, you want me to have a Happy New Year, but you wouldn't wish me a real Happy New Year. Okay, I wish you a Happy New Year. Just one, huh? I should have one Happy New Year, and the rest of my life I should be miserable. Okay, have two Happy New Years. Three, four, have ten Happy New Years. Oh, you're just throwing them at me. You wouldn't say them with feeling, huh? Oh, he's right, Costello. Come on, let's wish him a rousing, good Happy New Year. Come on. Okay. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Melonhead. How do you like these two guys? Here it is, four days before New Year, and they're both plastered already. <laughs> Come on, Pastor. Let's try one more house. No, I'm disgusted at it. I feel like giving the whole thing oh, up. Oh, don't be silly. I'm sure we can sell a treatment of this house. Here, right next door. What? This is where Mrs. Niles lives. Go ahead, ring the doorbell. Okay. Why, hello, Mrs. Niles. Oh, hello, Mr. Abbott. I see you're out walking your big, fat bulldog. Oh, <laughs> oh pardon me, it's you, Costello. Uh, yes, uh, look, uh, look, uh, Mrs. Niles. <laughs> Costello is starting a new business, uh, giving beauty treatments. Yes, Mrs. Niles. You look like you need a little work done on your face. Oh, I do, eh? What's wrong with my face? Oh, nothing. I was just wondering how the horse looks without it. Uh, <laughs> quiet, Costello. Uh, it wouldn't take much work, Mrs. Niles, to bring out your real beauty. Oh, do you really think so? Oh, quite right. Well, it was just a few years ago I had all the young men chasing after me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I wonder how I, I could get them to chase after me again. Why don't you try carrying a ball in the Rose Bowl game? <laughs> Now, Mrs. Niles, if you'll just sit down here in this chair, we'll start off with a nice egg shampoo. Yes. Come here, Betty. Costello, <laughs> what are you doing with that chicken? Oh, we use only fresh eggs. Now, just sit back while I put Betty on your head. Go ahead, Betty. Do your stuff. <laughs> oh, a double yolk. <laughs> Here. But I can't leave the house now, Mrs. Niles. I just noticed that your skin needs lifting. What do you mean? Do you, do you think my skin is too loose? Oh, no, it's just the opposite. Your skin is a little too tight. Here, I'll lift your skin and show you. <laughs> my word, my skin is tight. Tight? Every time you bend your knees, your mouth flies open. <laughs> Come on, Costello, get busy. I've got the mud pack already. Yes, Mrs. Niles, this mud pack is my grandmother's special. It's her special formula. It paves the way to beauty. Help me put it on, Abbott. Here, I'll take one side of her face and you take the other. Okay, we make her nose the uh, dividing line. No, let's divide it in the middle. Okay. <laughs> well, there's mud in your eye. My heavens, this mud is beginning to harden on my face already. Look, I, I, I can't move my jaws. Yeah, this stuff has got a lot of good qualities. Oh, it's beginning to draw my face up. Get it off, you hear? Get it off. Well, wait, there's a couple of ways to get it off. Well, just tell me one way. You'll have to take your pick. Oh. <laughs> oh, you idiot. This stuff is as hard as a rocket, and you said it would pave the way to beauty. Yeah. 
Yes, it was my grand- my grandmother's special formula. Well, Costello, you shouldn't have used it. It's all your fault. No, it isn't my fault. Then it's your grandmother's fault. No, it isn't my fault, and it isn't my grandmother's fault. Then whose fault is it? It's Sass's fault. <laughs> Costello will be back for Camel Cigarettes in just a moment. And now, this week's salute in the new series of salutes to the men who won the victory. Tonight, we salute the 34th Red Bull Division, heroes of Tunisia, Casino, Leghorn, and Bologna. In your honor, men of the Red Bull Division, the makers of camels, are sending to other servicemen still overseas 500,000 Camel Cigarettes. radio shows thus honors the different units of the Army, Navy, Marines, and Coast Guard, a total of a million camels sent free each week. Camel broadcasts go out to the United States twice a week, are rebroadcast to practically every area in the world where our men are stationed, and to our good neighbors in Central and South America. And now, here are Bud Abbott and Lou Costello with the final words. Well, folks, that winds up our... Our programs for the year 1945. Yes, friends, but we'll be back on the year next Thursday night. We'll bring you another whole year of Abbott and Costello. No, no, not that! I'm going to get a guy standing to fight! Wait a minute, wait a minute! Hey, wait a minute, fella. You've been pulling riddles on me every week. Now, tonight I've got one for you. Go ahead, fat stuff. All right, what's the difference between a baby fawn, a diamond ring, and a jackass? I don't know. Well, a baby fawn is a little deer. A diamond ring is two deer. Yeah, what about the jackass? That's you, dear. Good night, folks. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. And don't forget, folks, buy victory bonds at your favorite neighborhood theater. We hope to tune in next week for another great Abbott and Costello show brought to you by Camel Cigarettes. And remember, try camels in your tea zone. See if they don't suit your taste, your throat, to a tea. Michael Roy in Hollywood wishing you all a pleasant good night for Camel. Stay tuned now for the Eddie Cantor Show. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's The Saint, followed by The Jack Benny Show. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell, Paul Stringer, and Justin Eacock for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.